afternoon, good evening, good night to anyone and everyone listening in to this here podcast. Welcome to my world, welcome to my existence, welcome to this quote-unquote fortress of my mind. My name here is Matthew Cunningham. Um, You will get to know me by either that name or some other names that I'm going to have some nicknames. But right now you can just call me Matt. That will be fine. So what this is, is a barracks podcast. I am right here in my barracks room. This is 11.30 at night, 30 minutes till midnight. And I have just come home from... From a jog, so, um, so I'm recovering from that, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set the agenda, this is the inaugural podcast here, this is the first of many, and I hope that this is going to be at least a monthly, if not a weekly, uh, frequency that I'm putting out. It will really depend on how well this kicks off and, and what the people want, what the audience wants, and and also my schedule. Because, I mean, beyond this, I'm a pretty busy man. So, it's, it, it's really going to depend, but I'm going to at least shoot for a monthly podcast. So, I'm going to set the agenda. I'm going to try to keep this short, <laughs> but I do tend to ramble, so bear with me. I'm going to tell you who I am, I'm going to tell you what brought me here, the how of it, and the reasons why. I'm going to tell you how it's going to go, uh, what my hopes and uh, plans are for this podcast, and uh, tell you uh, some of the limitations that I have, because there are limitations, and specific limitations that are with me and with my situation and whatnot, and then... I'm going to tell you a story, close out, and then sign off. And I'm going to hope to do this all within 15 minutes. Uh, So this is going to be a challenge based on how how much I talk and and how long it takes for me to get the message across. Alright, so who I am? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm Matthew Cunningham. Or you can call me Matt. I was born... Just up the road in Oceanside, I am right now, like I said, in my barracks room on Coronado or North Island, depending on where you actually are, what the name of it is. And it's about five miles southwest of downtown San Diego. But yeah, I was born up the road in Oceanside, California. My dad was in the Marines, so it was right around Camp Pendleton. But my dad got out of the Marines just a couple years after I was born. But he joined the FBI. So the travel never really stopped. It just lessened from how frequent it was before. Um, So every couple years we moved locations. So after Oceanside, it was Arlington, Texas, which is right around the Dallas area. 
and we lived there for a couple of years, and then we moved to Vernal, Utah, which is just outside of uh, Salt Lake City, and we lived there for a couple of years, and then we moved to Fredericksburg, Virginia, and we lived there for five years. I, I, I know this for sure. We, we lived there for five years. Got there in 1999 and left there in 2004. And so that, that was the beginning of the formative years that I remember. I have some memories of, of Arlington and a, and a little bit of Utah. More Utah, of course. Because that was when I was three to five. And then I have most of my memories from my early childhood, beginning from the time that we moved to Virginia and all the way to um, to Texas. So we lived five years in Virginia, and then in the spring of 2004, my family moved yet again to Tomball, Texas, although our physical address was in Magnolia, uh, just a couple miles north. And... We lived there for 10 years, which was about half my life when, when I left. And then the... I don't exactly remember when, but it began in 2013. But I left for the Navy in August of 2014 and have been in since. So I spent training two months worth in boot camp which is in Great Lakes, or Great Mistakes, however you term it, Great Lakes, Illinois. And then four months in good old Charleston, South Carolina, where the Nuclear Training Command is. And then once I fell out of that school, luckily, I might add, I got moved to Biloxi, Mississippi, or more particularly Keesler Air Force Base, which is where the training command is for the aerographer's mate uh, rating. And I spent around four months there and then moved to good old sunny San Diego, California. And I've been living here ever since. And that's about 10 months worth. And so that that describes my uh, geographical path. I skimmed over a lot of details between then and now. But what brings me here to start this podcast? Because this is the first inaugural podcast that I am instituting. So how did this come about? Well, <laughs> this has been in the works for many, many months. Actually, because all of my adult life, I have been gathering a lot of wisdom and a lot of experiences, a lot of thoughts that I've been wanting to share with, with the rest of the public, whoever wants to listen, really. So this has been a long and slow journey from where I was at the beginning of high school to the current day. It took me a while to build up the courage, but here I am talking into the microphone. This is an MXL 910 series microphone that I bought back in January of this year. The MSRP for it is $200, but I got it for 75% off. I got it for 50 bucks. Not a bad deal, I'd say. 
and this apparatus that I have set up. I bought the stand and the windscreen about one and a half months later. And then I had a little bit of trouble, but I finally got the audio interface uh, set up so I can actually plug the signal chain into the computer. And of course, I have the laptop. Along with a XLR cord that goes from the mic to the signal interface and then I have a USB um, printer cable that goes from the interface and into the laptop and that's pretty much the signal chain that I'm using right now that's the setup that I'm using and for this setup it's pretty inexpensive uh, that's the amazing thing about it you can start from the ground up and not even require a lot of professional equipment um, now there is some equipment that is a little bit less in value that you can get, uh, but I wanted prosumer type instruments to use, so that's what I have right now. So that's how I'm able to do this right now. This whole setup set me back around $300, not including the laptop. The laptop was around $700, uh, but I do not consider the laptop part of the part of the expense because I bought it way back then, about mm, two years ago. The why of it, you ask? The why is multifaceted. Well, for one, I need to get stuff off my back. I need to get things out of my system, or else they tend to build up, and no one likes that. I get a great benefit out of doing this. For one, it will keep me sharp. It will challenge me to be a better communicator. And I haven't taken much of any communication classes. I took a business communication class in, in college, and I took a speech class in high school. But other than that, not much of any, any training. Although, I guess I should add this in. I took four years of theater, and that benefited me greatly. I still do those vocal exercises from time to time. To sit in solemn silence on a dull dark dock. Ellipses. But that is it. That is all the training that I have taken in preparation of doing this. So you can see where I'm coming from. I'm not going to be the best orator out there, for sure. But you know what? I'm not going to be the worst either. I'm going to try my best to, like I said, put the message forward. Like I said, if I ramble, if I say um a lot, which I tend to do, if I do anything that causes my speech to be less than perfect, at least you know that I have prefaced it so that you know beforehand. And that gets into the limitations. This podcast great as it may be, is not going to be all-encompassing. I am not going to be overly preachy, which is for you a good thing. You have enough of that going on already from other sources. 90% of the time, I'm going to be monologuing. So if you don't like the sound of my voice, this is the time to switch channels. That's not to say that I won't have guests or uh, excerpts on occasion. But the vast majority of the time, I'm going to be speaking. It just unfortunately takes a lot of preparation and planning to get other people involved or get other content into the fray. I'm going to continually improve upon this program. And that's one of the many benefits that you all are getting out of this podcast. There is another one which can be explained through this quote. No one else sees the world the way you do. 
so no one else can tell the stories that you have to tell. And that was quoted by Charles D. Lint, who was a writer back in the day. So, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase the great science communicator Bill Nye's quote by saying, Everyone that you know has something that you don't know. So, through the communication of ideas, thoughts, feelings, inclinations, ideas, and facts, the synergy that is created through this interaction, this exchange, brings about so much value, so many benefits. You know, there's this quote that's been passed around this last century or so that goes like this. If you have an apple, and I have an apple, and we exchange apples, then you and I will still each have one apple. But if you have an idea, and I have an idea, and we exchange these ideas, then each of us will have two ideas. Brilliant, I tell you. This is what is so cool about communication. For everyone participating, it's a win-win situation. I get to share my idea without losing it. And then once I listen to your idea, I get to receive it without you losing it. Hence the creation of this here podcast. Granted, I do most of the sharing, but once I set up my reception channels via email or a phone number, I can get some feedback in my off time, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Now, I am going to share with you all a personal story about yours truly. It was the middle of fourth grade. Mrs. Baggett was our teacher. Up until this point in my life, I had gone on without any thought to this. I hadn't experienced enough of life to warrant me wondering about it myself. But apparently, to Mrs. Baggett, I had behaved, spoke, written, and was treated a bit differently from everyone else in the class. And I had done this long enough and noticeable enough to where my teacher had brought this up to my mom. And they both agreed to have me put through some cognitive tests. So I went ahead and took the tests, and this was kind of a lengthy process. They had paraprofessionals, child psychologists, and specialists come and administer the tests to me. And at the end, the tests were submitted, and the results? They came back positive for Asperger's. I have been diagnosed with a high functioning form of autism with mild ADD. This revelation was life-changing. From then on, I was to be medicated to mitigate the effects of the ADD. Not only that, it explained so much about the issues I had been facing, the struggles I'd been having socially, and also the struggles I'd been having mentally. I was easily distracted and frequently caught myself daydreaming. So now I had a way to rationalize the way I thought, the way I dealt with other people, and ultimately the way I dealt with myself. This also had implications that it was hereditary. I got it from my dad, who in turn got it from his mother, and who knows who she got it from. But I can honestly say this 
quote-unquote mental disorder, what the medical professionals term it as, is actually a blessing in disguise. Because through it, I've been able to create so many things. Because of it, my thought processes create unique sequences that translate to a lot of artwork that I drew and painted. It led to my membership into the gifted and talented club at my school, as well as the Focus Art program a year later. And in more recent years, it's caused me to create hundreds and hundreds of songs, and and about a dozen stories, most of which is incomplete as of this recording. But give me enough time and determination, I will finish most everything that which I start. And the rest is just minutia. I can tell you, it's been a challenge dealing with my Asperger's. And most other people can tell you, they've dealt with my Asperger's too. A lot more than they bargained for. <laughs> and I apologize for that. But I've been able to live with it and adapt to it. Most of the time, I forget it's even there. I have to remind myself occasionally that I still have it. It has played a benign, yet still perceptible role in my life. And you know what? I wouldn't change a single thing about it. It's made me who I am. One could even venture to guess it's the reason why I'm speaking to you here today. I wouldn't take it that far, though. It's not that great. It doesn't give me magical powers or anything. It just gives me a whole new way of looking at the world. I have definitely ran over my original 15-minute time slot, and I do apologize for that, but look how far we've gone. In the span of less than 20 minutes, you all have met me, gotten to know a little bit of who I am, and then gotten a taste of what is to come with later podcasts. And while I do not know exactly who I may be speaking to, I can definitely tell you that the audience has a great taste in who to listen to. And I'm not saying this to flatter myself, although that may appear to be the case. No, I am saying this because you have chosen this out of your own will to sit through me blather on about whatever I'm talking about. You took the time out of your day to listen to me. And I'm going to make sure that I treat you well every time you come and visit. You are a guest to my audio household, and you will always be welcome. I'm like your wise uncle who gives you presents once a month. Speaking of which, I'm about to become one this summer. Love you, Becca. In conclusion, it has been an honor to speak to you today. I'll see you next time. Until then, have a great day. The rest of your week, rest of your month. Matt here. Signing off.